Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 427 for the first of Shvat in a regular year. Happy Rosh Chodesh today. I hope you have a wonderful month ahead. And today, we're going to talk about something which is called the wisdom of the fool. So this is actually a literary term, believe it or not, or sometimes it's called the wise fool. And this was a term that was popularized, especially in the time of the Renaissance, Shakespeare was a big fan of this, and it's found in a lot of different, uh, many different books, many different stories have this idea of what's called a wise fool. What what does that mean? It seems like sort of like a paradox in terms. It means that a what what would, what would a wise fool mean? This would mean somebody who is not really a very intellectual person, who isn't very uh, knowledgeable or fact based per se. But and they kind of maybe look like sort of this bumbling idiot almost, you know, walking around. But as you watch them a little bit closer here and there, they you start to see that they have a certain intuition and certain wisdoms kind of spill out of their mouths. And so this is something that uh, supposedly Shakespeare actually had a very deep fondness for these kind of people. And it sort of gives us this idea that people should not be taken for granted. And just because somebody may not look really sophisticated and really intellectual or whatever, they might have this inner wisdom that you might not have been aware of. So this is true in a literary sense and just like in a personable sense. And as we'll learn in today's Tanya, is this, act- this is actually a category which we should all strive for in a certain sense. And if we actually become self-aware, we'll realize that we're actually all these wise fools. We're all people like this. <laughs> so how's this the case? So, so before getting into the text itself, I want to just give a little recap of where we left off last time. So if you remember yesterday's episode, and if you don't, you can go back and listen to the full episode to get the full context. But we talked about how amongst Jews, there's this unbroken chain that leads us all the way back to our creator, to God. And this comes by virtue of the merit of our forefathers who had this bittle, this nullification, self-abnegation that allowed them to serve as a chariot for God. And, and, and this chain of godliness that flows down to every single Jew into our body. So how does it flow into us? It flows primarily, the, the first starting point of this flow of this divine energy flows through our faculty, which is known as Chochmah. Chachma is loosely translated as wisdom. A better way to understand it maybe is intuition, but it's the highest faculty in the map of the soul. So if you remember, we all, there are 10 spheros and within the map of man, we mirror these 10 spheros. So 
again, maybe just I'll say it really quickly. There's the 10 spheres or the 10 faculties of the soul or Chochma Bina Das, Chesed, so right now we're focusing on that first one, that first one of Chochmah. Chochmah, again, translated as wisdom or intuition. And in today's Tanya, we're going to understand why. Why is it that this chain of energy, this, this divine flow of energy specifically comes through Chochmah? What is it about Chochmah that allows for this, for it to serve as this transistor of God's energy? So let's get into the text. So here, the Alter Rebbe says, Chochmah is the source of the intellect and of understanding. So since it's the source of intellect and understanding, it's actually above understanding. It's above Bina. So if you remember, we said that there are three intellectual faculties of the soul. There's Chochmah, Bina, and Das. It makes up an acronym Chabad, which is what the Chabad movement is called after because it's an intellectually based movement that we believe that the way to attain a connection with God is through our minds. That's the, the tools we use. So Bina is, what is Bina? Bina is the understanding of the mind and it's grasping. Like when we grasp concepts, intellectual concepts. And so Chochmah is above that. So it goes Chochmah Bina Da. So Chochmah is first and then comes Bina. So Chochmah is above understanding and grasping. And it's actually the source of them. And this is why if we actually look at the word in Hebrew Chochmah, it's, if you break down the letters of it, it spells Chochmah. So what does that mean? Chochmah, the power of what? That's what it literally means, which is what so so what does that mean ma what that is something that is not understand not understood it's sort of like what is it like we don't know you know it's it's the unknown so something that is not understood not grasped and this is because as we've talked about and so it's something that is not yet grasped in the faculty of understanding and thus the light of the aura ain self is able to vest itself inside of it because as we've learned previously no thought no intellect can grasp god god is above any kind of understanding so thus all jews even women even the very simple folk they believe in god and have faith in god because this faith this emuna is something which is above knowledge and above understanding and then the altar of brings support for this idea that every single person even if they are you know not a very intellectual person and they're just like a simple person under uh, has this has this deep belief and he brings it from Mishle from Proverbs from chapter 14 verse 14 where it says so what this means is that a fool believes everything and a clever person understands so this at first glance seems like you know it's a negative kind of statement saying that like People that are foolish just believe everything. They're very gullible versus somebody who's very clever understands it. However, the ultra is now going to turn it around and will realize this isn't actually such a negative thing because it's saying that when it comes to God, who is above intellect and above knowledge and no thought can grasp him at all, we are all fools in relation to him. So even the smartest of the smartest person, the person with the highest IQ compared to God, he doesn't, he's a total fool. He doesn't know anything. So he brings another pasuk for this to support this where it says, Va'ani va'ar velo eda behemot ha'iti imach 
ואני תמיד עמך וגומר. So this, this פסוק comes from Tehillim, chapter 73, verses 22 and 23. And the literal translation is, I am foolish and ignorant, I am a, as a beast before you, and I am constantly with you. So meaning to say, so the Alter Rebbe is sort of saying the way that he's interpreting this isn't that, oh, I'm such a fool, I'm such a beast, um, but, you know, at least I'm I'm with you always. He's actually saying, no, 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 they actually go together. And the fact that I'm a fool, the fact that I'm considered like a beast, like I don't really have this understanding, this is what allows me to be always with you. Thus, even the lowest of the low people and the sinners of Israel we see that they they give over their, their lives to the holiness of God, as we talked about before. You know, you hear these stories of people that will not renounce their Judaism, even when threatened with their lives, no matter who they were, no matter what their connection before that was with Judaism. And they'll go through a, a tremendous amount of suffering and torture and everything just so as not to go against God. So when push comes to shove, almost every Jew, the Alter Rebbe is saying, will not renounce their Judaism regardless of who they are. So why is that? Even if they're a fool and even if they're somebody who is just a simple person that doesn't really know much about God. And even if, let's say, they do know a little bit, they're not giving up their lives. These people aren't giving up their lives out of an intellectual reason. So somebody, you know, who's threatened with death, let's say, you know, in order to, if, if they would only renounce their Judaism, they're not making an intellectual calculation about it. They're not like, hmm, well, you know, God is so great or whatever. It's coming from a place that's much, much, much deeper than this. So it's actually, it's it has nothing to do with intellect. It has nothing to do with knowledge or intellectual meditation. So this is because the part that is the God that's enclosed, that's vested within every single one of us is, and that's shining and vivifying our soul is it, it gets vested within the faculty of Chochmah, which is above Das, which is above this knowledge and the intellect and the, uh, and what we're able to grasp. So that's the text. And so just to recap this, so what the Alter Rebbe basically is teaching us here is that being a fool is not such a bad thing. And if we really think about it, we're actually all fools because as much as a person can try to understand and learn about God, it's, we don't, we actually cannot grasp God. It's not something that's, he is not something that's graspable at all. So once we get into the faculties of the intellect that involve understanding and grasping like Bina and Das, it's already this kind of like limitation of God and we're, we're, we're not connecting with God in a truly real way. And so it's only the faculty of Chochmah, which is above intellect, that is something which is able to connect to God because it is something that is beyond intellect. It's not, it's, it's not something that is an intellectual, logical kind of thing. So when people talk about, you know, faith, you know, there's an, and being gullible and being a fool, it's not something that's directly, you know, that the Alter Rebbe talks about it here, but I'll bring it up here now that there's, and it's talked about elsewhere in Chassidus, that there's this idea of faith that's below intellect, and then there's faith that's above intellect. So faith that's below intellect is sort of like, yeah, like when we talk about somebody who's just very gullible, that you tell them anything, and if it feels good, <laughs> they'll believe it without any evidence, without anything. And it just, you know, it's it's a very emotional kind of thing. The faith that we're talking about here, and the faith that every single Jew has been bestowed with as an inheritance is not that kind of faith. It's not an emotionally based faith. It's actually, and it's not an intellectually based faith either. It's actually something which is beyond intellect. It's a supra rational faith. It's something which transcends intellect and is something that comes down to us 
as an inheritance from our forefathers and every single one of us has it. And so we do call ourselves fools in this way. And it is actually something that we want to aspire to because it doesn't mean that we're fools in the sense that we're just like slaves to our emotions. It means that we're fools because we're not slaves to our intellect either. And we're, we're allowing ourselves to tap into this deeper wisdom that a lot of these fools in literature have, you know, this deep seated intuition that is beyond intellect. And that deep seated intuition is about God and is that God exists and that our vivifying force is God within us. And we see this actually in practicality, as the altar said, when we see, you know, throughout history, and even I would say in contemporary times, when people who really don't know anything, who are really not very religious people, not very affiliated or anything, but when push comes to shove, if you ask them to renounce their Judaism, they will not do it. Like it's, you know, it's a, it's a very, most of the time and throughout history, people have given up their lives for it. Uh, people have lost jobs for it. So it's just, it's, there's something very deep seated within every single Jew, this idea of being Jewish and they just don't want to give it up. And it's, it's not something intellectual. It's something that's beyond that. And that beyond that is this Chochmah that we've been talking about. So this is why the Chochmah is the transmitter, as we spoke about, that brings down this light of God into our bodies. So that's it for today. Tomorrow we're going to begin chapter 19. I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.